hell's in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. We're recording on a proper spooky night here in Adelaide. Ooh. With thunderstorms and all sorts of stuff crash, going on. Crash, bang. <laughs> I can see why you lost your job at the BBC Folly Department. <laughs> but the only reason I say that is because you might be able to hear the thunderstorm on the mm. podcast. Dear listener. No, that's our excellent effects budget. <laughs> Instead of me just putting an echo in things yeah. occasionally. <laughs> Echo, echo. Oh, my God. Okay, so my first bit is we have to acknowledge, sorry, we're a day late and we're a dollar short. Um, but yeah. the exciting thing is we I feel like really this year we're watching you inch closer and closer to becoming Michael Douglas in Falling Down <laughs> as you were pushed further and further to the edge, Yeah, you know. Um, I think maybe... We could like we should start a poll to decide what is the little thing, such as you wanting a breakfast burger at ten fifty nine a.m. or eleven o one a.m. What is going to be the one thing that's going to finally set you off over the edge to a murderous rampage? What is the straw? What is the straw? Everyone out there, if you want to share with us what you think would be your final straw, <laughs> if you're at that edge, what's that one thing that's going to tip you over to a homicidal rage? I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm basically like, I'm a brain in a jar at this point. Oh, my God. Well, oh, my God. I can relate. Like an idiot. And yeah. There's no other way to describe it. I signed up to do caffeine-free November. So no caffeine shall pass these lips or go into this ass for the whole month of November, which means no Coca-Cola, no tea, no coffee, no Red Bull, no espresso martinis, nothing. Because um, I signed up to do the fundraiser for Dementia Australia because fuck dementia. Yeah. But, oh, my God. Yeah, I'm with you. First three days... So tired. Yeah. Like I actually like was, I fell asleep on the bus. I fell asleep at my day job at work. Like I was literally just sitting at a desk. <laughs> I fell asleep. There was a day and a half of the world's worst migraine just kicking in my head. And then the rest ever since has just been rage. Caffeine is a pretty fucking gnarly drug. Yeah. So is that is that kind of where are you on the giving up caffeine scale life <laughs> chart? Um, oh, this is how tired I am. Like, it's just synapses going. Is it my turn? Is, <laughs> am I supposed to speak now? <laughs> um, I, I genuinely don't know. I'm now so tired. I don't even have opinions. Oh, like I've I've reached that kind of Guantanamo. Like this is where I start giving up Bin Laden's location. Uh huh. Uh huh. I know. I love it. You sent a text message the other day, like, oh, like I'm not going to be able to do it. If we record it. I won't be able to be funny. And I was like, you've been trying to be funny. <laughs> what? This is a new development. Yeah. We haven't talked about this in the meetings. <laughs> oh my god. Well, you know what? Thank you very much for sticking it out for another day. Yeah, well. You know, I'm sure we got two listeners in Texas who will appreciate you hanging on for just one more day. Yeah, and to our listeners in Texas, sorry that you guys re-elected Governor Abbott. That's, you know, you had pants pissing Beto. He could have done it for you, but no. Oh, I didn't even know there was an election in Texas. Oh, no, it's like the midterms in the US. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's not go into that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go full fucking conspiracy theory. <laughs> If we start doing that, <laughs> you know, what? I always, I always, I always, ah, uh, no, no, we won't, we won't go in. You that. always what? Yeah, no, no, don't worry about it. We're moving on. We're moving on. So you don't. What are you drinking now? I don't. This is Fanta. Where's it from? I. It's from a. It's from a large chain that does have vegan options, so yes. no one's going to judge you. Yes. Have you googled the ingredients of that large Fanta? It doesn't have caffeine. Okay, that's cool because some of those chains, yeah, in their large frozen drinks, yeah. Load them up with so much fucking caffeine. Oh, no, it's just... it's. So we just, didn't know that Mountain Dew Blast mm. is like Red Bull times 10. It's like that Chernobyl shit from Hot Tub Time Machine. It's in the title, man. 
man, blast! What isn't it a flavour blast? It's Mountain Dew. Believe me, flavour. It's not. It's not <laughs> the missing crab juice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, like you know, who, what self-respecting fucking truck driver mm. is having a Mountain Dew to stay awake? They're fucking. They are literally having fucking crankcase old school biker meth off a Bowie knife, <laughs> and then washing it down with a Mountain Dew. Well, now again, everything. Everything tastes is like a- nature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put enough meth in it, anything's a Kickstarter. Although, you prob- it's probably when you wake up on the side of the road in a ditch and you're just sucking the smelly tree. <laughs> oh, I thought it was Mountain Dew. Yeah. <laughs> it's just an expired smelly tree. Oh, because- no, I had to do it. I had to do like the, uh, while I was just, oh my God. Oh, I wanted one. Of- I really wished for a minute that I lived in America, you know, where it's like Walmart, where it just like, if you're, lazy and fat you, they just have the free gophers that you can drive around the store america is built for me i wish i had one of them because i was like so tired trying to like yeah. read like labels to just be like those fucking big gulp gallon cups oh. there's fucking four liters mm. in that mm. and they're like let's put a handle on it and a straw i know and it's like do you want to upgrade to this for 10 cents there's no way that you can say no it's like no. you're losing money yeah if you say no to that, god damn it! Try, trying to explain the sunk cost fallacy to your thyroid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the thing! Oh my god, and the other thing. Can I say it's bullshit? Because this is like, I don't know, like day nine, yeah. And I have not lost half my body weight. Oh no! Everybody's always been telling me, "Oh, you drink, you drink too much coke." It's like it's too much coke. Like that's all you wear. Your extra kilos come from bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. Why don't, why don't you just switch to sugar-free coke? Okay. <laughs> it's not that bad. Why don't I just become a communist? And See, these and are two things that are good. Sugar-free coke and communism. Just become a communist and shoot babies. Oh, my God. Oh. Why don't I just become president of Russia? Stalin murders 18 million of his own citizens and suddenly communism's bad. <laughs> you know what it is? Whenever I am always say, like, I'm pro-communism, yeah. I'm like, let me just qualify... I'm pro Star Trek communism. Oh, yeah, that's socialism. You know, yeah. where we all just like work, we do our little things and we have holidays. You can still be rich, you can still have a holodeck, you, you know, can have yeah. a fucking robot. You're rich spiritually. Yeah. You just work for the betterment of each other and you have hobbies. I tell you what, all these people that are like, that vote against their own fucking rights to get mm. healthcare and abortion and Ugh. all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Because socialism's evil. Yeah. Like, if you if you just explain to them, you know, Star Trek, you go get some green pussy with socialism. Yeah. That'll be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Beats Lurleen from the next trailer. Oh my God, yeah. They just need that green chick from like Star Trek. Socialism yeah. is that pussy. I mean, people, mm. people on the American right talk about mm. wokeism and all that sort of stuff. Have you seen how fucking hot socialist chicks are? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, get aboard, boys. Yeah. Peace, land, bread, and fucking Manic's Pixie Dream Girls with oh. nice tattoos. Oh, yeah. Can I, can I say, like, yeah, I've been to like a lot of, you know, things, where, you know, like a, like, um, you know, pro health care and yeah. pro, pro the environment, and it is. It's just it's Taco Tuesday. Yeah, Taco <laughs> Tuesday. So any you know smart fella would be like, oh, you know what? I, I really care about the environment. Um, so does my dick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my god! I like when you said any smart fella, and you looked past me. You literally looked at the back window at your own reflection. Now you can, now you can really hear that tropical storm hitting us. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, we all know he's got he's got the big dick out of this crew. Oh, it's not me. <laughs> it's not me. It's this guy. <laughs> Thumbs pointed inwards. <laughs> oh, oh my God, seriously. Like, oh, what? a friend of mine is like always telling me like, because whenever I'm like, I don't understand why I'm single. She's like, because you keep talking about your dick. <laughs> like when you meet, but I'm hide my big dick energy like i don't think you need a dick to have big dick energy exactly exactly i have a i you know we like get in touch with your inner spirit dick your metaphysical dick your ghost dick no my spirit dick is fucking huge so that hakuna matata thing (laughs) it means a big dick (laughs) i haven't heard that one you haven't seen the lion king yeah, no, I've seen The Lion King. No. Oh. But. Okay. You know, Hakuna Matata, like, it's a state of mind. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it means no worries. Who cares if that? Who cares oh. if this hyena tried to eat me? I've got a big spirit dick. Oh, well, yeah, it's kind of, it's like he is literally, you know, it's kind of like, oh, like, I'm sorry that, like, you, you know, you, you killed your dad and your whole family is now, like, ruled by, like, an evil overlord. But you know what? Try not thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's my parents. Have a juice. <laughs> that is my parents. Ah, oh, we live in a post-industrial wasteland with no opportunities for kids, but don't think about it. Yeah. Woo! There you go. Uh, there you go. We're a horror podcast. Yeah, ostensibly. <laughs> ten minutes, though. Like, ten minutes is better of, to, of this kind of bullshit banter than most, oh, I think. But you know what? Like, what? I, I think it's appropriate. Like, tell me anything that's, like, more fucking horrific than the fucking world we live in right now. I know. It's trying to get through my roof right now. Can you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Mr. I have a roof. Just rub it in. I know. How ableist. <laughs> my hostile architecture is my door. <laughs> Locks people out. Hey, I'm such a lefty. I let the guy on Tuesday mornings go through my recycling bin without waving my fist at him. He he walks past with a shopping trolley and he collects the bottles that I'm too lazy to take back for the the refund. Oh, my God. You know there is somebody doing a university, like, course right now yeah. and they're clipping together it's like oh piece together your like say you've got white privilege <laughs> without saying you got white privilege. and she'll be you, know, you objectify socialist women she's probably exactly the kind of woman i like to <laughs> oh pity you got no chance none no chance nah because then you start talking about your little dick yeah. and just bah. little dick energy <laughs> oh my god i cannot wait uh for your next show you have you're having a show coming up soon we gotta like put uh yes i'm taping an hour of stand-up comedy live you're gonna do a live comedy special i am yeah at the rhino room the same place we did the live Gabin in the Woods podcast, mm-hmm. uh, December Monday, December nineteenth. I'm so tired. I know. Oh my god! And you'll be bringing your small dick energy I to will. your one man show. I'm going to call Woo! it small dick energy. <laughs> Fuck it. I was going to call it left leaning. Now I'm going to call it small dick energy. Small dick energy. Yeah. Can we put that when we do our tour at the uh, when we do our tour when we do our show at the fringe? Yeah. Can we? Yeah. Small dick energy. Small dick energy. All right. I've got to finalize the advertising for that this week, so I will do that. <laughs> Oh my god, why does no one come to see our show? Why? <laughs> oh my lord. All right, shall we as the cuz the universe has done everything to try to stop this week's episode. Yeah. You the you, there's, you know, there's all the stuff that's been going on with you. Now the heavens are trying to stop them, but damn them. Should we record it anyway? Yes. <laughs> Small dick energy represent. <laughs> I think so. I think what do you want to do? <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so to recap where we were, we are doing part two of the Black Monk of Pontefract. Ooh, and there was thunder just then. Too. I know. Perfect. It's a Hammer Horror podcast. <laughs> Well, of course, because this is set in good old lovely England. Oh, the haunted bed set of oh. Dumpley Doo. <laughs> Out by the coal mine. <laughs> I went to the chippy one night and came back with me chips and curry. Oh, me doilies had been moved. <laughs> Somebody had sucked the sauce off my dagwood dog. <laughs> so we, we mock the, uh, the British working class, but they did give us Jimmy Savile. Oh... <laughs> Oh, even if that person didn't want Jimmy Savile. <laughs> yeah. happy, uh, happy birthday. Man was a monster. He really was. Watch the Netflix series about him. Holy uh, shit, what a freak. Yeah. Like, no, no, that's a... Yeah, even like yeah. God is like fucking Savile. Oh, oh my God. Jesus Christ. Don't disparage freaks. Freaks are just alternative. Savile is just a horrific monster. Well, just because he fucked his dead mum. You should... <laughs> For like a day and a half And nobody asked any questions Three days Three days Three days I'm just Alright I'll just uh, Drop your dead mum off And I guess I'll be back in Three days Yeah How does no one call somebody about that I don't know 
<sighs> as, as he waves to you with a fistful of keys to orphanages. <laughs> Bye. <sighs> Our king used to take personal advice from him. Uh, well, they're all inbred. It makes we sense. We have a fucking king. Let's just get on with it. I can't <laughs> believe Australia has a king. <laughs> Fuck me dead. <laughs> when we all know what the world needs is another queen. Spelt with a K-W. <laughs> Oh, you know what? I'd vote for that. I would too. Yeah, yeah. I want to see that bitch on coins. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so the Black Month of Pontefract. Ooh. People suggested was a poltergeist. A spirit or multiple spirits occupying, terrorising a family in England. 30 years drive. Okay, so are we going to do a bit of a, a recap as to what happened last week? Well, oh, what didn't ha- <laughs> what what didn't happen last week? Yes, well, we had he go. What okay, can you remember? Okay, let's see what my adult brain can okay, remember can as, you- as I metaphorically suck on the smelly tree in the cabin of my Mack truck. Uh, essentially, a family moved into a house. Started off with very mediocre haunting kind of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, like a cold chill where Nana was, mm-hmm. some sort of strange space snow mm-hmm. falling in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Flash forward a couple of weeks and someone has got a fucking oak bookcase being dropped on them. Sexually. Sexually. Yeah. Being dry humped by an ottoman. Yeah. It was very weird. That's where it really levelled up to me. Yeah, that was like the porn parody of the Lion Witch in the Wardrobe that no one wanted. No one wanted. Mr. Tumnus. No. I'm part goat. (laughs) It just really escalated from like, oh, I'm going to mix your tea and your sugar That's together. That's right. He fucked with their tea bags. Yeah. Like, no, no. Oh, come on. They're, they're Tea caddy. Yes. Yeah. Tea caddy. Loose tea leaves. They're proper English. Oh, of course, yeah. English people. Oh, yeah. my God. Um, yeah. And then just went from that to like, I'm going to like Louis C.K. you with a hall stand. <laughs> what the fuck? So they invited the vicar. The vicar fucked off. That's right. The vicar was just like, fuck this shit and <laughs> ran away. The table! And just fucked off. Never came back. You can tell he didn't study for the test. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so this is all in 30 East Drive in September uh, in 68. It started in 66. We're now going to flash forward at 68. This is the worst summer of love ever. Ever. Oh. Unless you're a hall stand. <laughs> it's me time to shine. <laughs> be my guest. Be my guest. As my I lay handles. upon your chest. <laughs> Put my handles to your test. <laughs> oh, you want to see brass knobs? He's a brass knob. Welcome, no. <laughs> That's not a hat rack. Oh, it could be. Oh, I give that spit and polish. I oh. would. <laughs> he call that a back alley shellac. <laughs> I'm oh so unwell. If the back alley shellac <laughs> is not a sex room, it needs to be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh my god, we need to get that listed in Urban Dictionary. We do a back alley shellac. It involves I don't know something involving some dead cockroaches. And a bit of furniture. <laughs> oh, hard rubbish furniture. Oh my god. All right. Black Monk of... Pontefract. Pontefract. Oh, Lord. Now, look, like all nutbags who need a heavy dose of therapy... Don't look at me like that. My medical opinion. (laughs) The Black Monk of Pontefract was a creature of extreme mood swings. Okay. Sometimes it would release a beautiful, thick aroma of fresh flowers and herbs into the house. It's like a glade plug-in. Like a... Yeah. <laughs> Poltergeist Paris. Yeah. <laughs> then sometimes it would do things like hurtle the grandfather clock, which stood in the landing. It would throw it down the stairs with such force the clock shattered. So it's a it's a ghost with BPD, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes the banging was so loud, not only could it be heard on the street, some people said it could be heard several blocks away. Wow. Oh, Art, Pritchard's banging at it again. (laughs) Oi, curtail your supernatural encounters or I'll call the fucking bobbies. (laughs) Word spread about 30 East Drive. Oh, yeah. In September of 1968, 
two reporters came knocking on the Pritchard's door. Okay. To write a story on the occurrences. This is the British press. They don't have standards. One article announced, quote, Invisible hands rock family. I mean, to be fair, news of the world, you wouldn't have to hack a dead girl's phone if you could just speak to the dead girl, <laughs> wouldn't you? But invisible hands rock family. It sounds like something you would find in like a Christian yeah. rock leaflet. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm like. Throw your invisible hands in the air if you yeah. just don't care. But Jesus, like, that's the best you could come up with anyway. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> now. To sort of, okay, to, to remind everyone of the lead characters, we've got uh, Jean and Joe Pritchard, and then we've got their two kids. They've got the son, Philip, and their daughter, Diane. Diane was the one that kept getting thrown out of bed and was dry humped yeah. by an ottoman. Whereas the, one of the other kids kind of got some fun treatment, didn't they? Like, wasn't it like uh, they were the ones that got the smells that were nice and. Oh, that was the whole family. Oh, like, okay. But yeah, this yeah. one person just got picked on. Yeah, Diane. Yeah. That's fucked. Yeah, sexually. Uh-oh. Like, <laughs> it's just thrown out of bed and then dry humped by an ottoman. God, yeah. Jesus. Uh, Philip, so the son, tried to record some of the strange noises in the house. Yeah. But every time, oh, it was such a different time. Because I can't, you know, you, you can't even picture it happening now. Because every time... He tried to record it. The cord to the recording device was torn from the wall. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Diane continued to be routinely thrown from her bed onto the floor. Damn. Yeah. Just oh, how, how, many, uh, how many times do you, are you going to remake the bed in the night? Would you, would you just be like, fuck it, and just sleep on the bed? Not even once. I just, fuck, I'm a, I'm a bloke. I just move my mattress onto the fucking ground. <laughs> Hey, it's bachelor time. Yeah, woo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jerking off on a bare mattress, watching porn on my phone. No, it's the 60s. You didn't have porn oh, on no. your phone. <laughs> jerking off on a bare mattress, jerking off to a lewd flip book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the house became... Known far and wide as the haunted house. A neighbour who was on the community bus <laughs> was on the bus when the driver made an unscheduled stop out the front of the house, <laughs> opened the door and announced to the passengers, That's the haunted house! <laughs> and then sat there for a few minutes so everybody could get a good gawk at it. Nice. Just Oh, he dreamed of being one of those bus drivers that shows you where Jack the Ripper did his stuff. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Now, make it in the big leagues. I can do it. Several people randomly knocked on the door and asked if they could stay the night in the house to listen to the ghost. That's not abnormal at all. <laughs> Once a group of students from Leeds University asked if they could camp in the Pritchard's front yard. Gene sent them all packing. Oh. But that didn't stop people. In the warmer months, some people camped out on the grassy verge outside the house <laughs> just to try and grab a listen to any of the noises. One story even suggests that sometimes coal miners on their way to their early morning shifts would stop by the fence to hear what old Fred was up to. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> if you're... If you're, how bad is your life yeah. if coal miners are stopping to be like, oh, you poor thing? <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Savile was a coal miner. Uh, <coughs> actually, I'm not going to touch that. Uh-huh. Fred, oh, and uh, a recap, the Jean renamed their poltergeist Fred. She'd just call him Fred. Okay, yeah, trying to disempower him a little bit, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Fred. Should have called him Cock novel or something. Oh, Wilbur. Oh, cock novel's back. George. Fred would routinely whirl through the three bedrooms like a tornado. The beds would be stripped, drawers pulled open, their contents thrown about the room, furniture placed upside down. So it's just a crackhead. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Jean invited her brother-in-law's sister. Okay. So if you remember, they've got the sister... 
and her husband lived across the road. That's right, yep. Well, the sister of the brother okay. who married the sister. Yeah. Renee Holden claimed to be a psychic. <laughs> imagine, imagine just fucking about with that and someone's like, oh, really? Oh, funny you should mention. Do you want to come to my house where I've had incredibly heavily furniture thrown on top of me? Yeah. Uh, can, I, can I bring my crystals? Yeah. Well, the two began chatting regularly and quickly became friends. One weekend, Jean invited psychic Renee over to the house. I bet that's what they called her too. Psychic Dr. Renee. Renee. That is fucking psychic Renee. Grandma was over again, but was feeling ill and so spent most of the weekends upstairs in bed. Bullshit. Grandma was just like, I'm not fucking getting involved with this shit. Why do you keep bringing me back? So she's just Charlie in the chocolate factories and just goes hide in the bed. Yeah, yeah. Jean and psychic Renee stood in the kitchen making sandwiches for supper. Ooh. Without warning, the lights in the house went out. Jean inhaled. It's starting. <gasps> I know, said Psychic Renee. Oh. Crash. The lights flicked back on. The two women (laughs) carried on making the sandwiches. (laughs) They made the sandwiches and carried them into the lounge room where the two children sat watching television. But before anyone could take a sandwich, the lights flicked off again and a gust of wind blew through the room. Objects began flying around them and then a tapping noise on one of the lounge room windows. Oh, no. It's probably one of these fuckers. Can I stay the night? <laughs> it's a bit, those sandwiches look real chipper. <laughs> oh, while well, I'm waiting for your ghost. <laughs> Is that marjoram (laughs) and cod liver? Ornaments and cushions were thrown all over the room. The sandwich platter was still on the table, but all of the sandwiches were gone. Then Jean noticed some of the sandwiches laying on the floor behind the television. Okay. Jean picked up the first one and then turned around and held it out to the others. A huge bite had been taken out of one of the sandwiches. Wow. And whoever did, they had a huge bite. Wow. And huge teeth, judging by the size of the bite. (laughs) <laughs> fucking Ted Bundy, this ghost, get a bite cast from it. <laughs> How big's a sandwich, though? Well, don't you cut them in halves or quarters? Uh, yeah, that's a good thing it didn't quarter. I guess anybody's <laughs> mouth looks big on it, like a, a quarter triangle. It's, it's Britain in the 1960s. Anyone who's got teeth is surprising. <laughs> oh, I think it might be a member of royalty. Look at that. He's got all his teeth. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> But that's but it's one of those and it's one of those you know whenever you look at these things you always you know you try to think like oh how did they do it and you know like if, if this was you know fate <laughs> and that means somebody had to have taken a bite of the sandwich and then just fucking flinged it <laughs> just pegged it in the darkness <laughs> and chewed really fucking quickly and the lights come back on can I have a glass of water please. <laughs> Uh, the following weekend, Psychic Renee returned to the house. This time, as she sat in the lounge room, the lights went out. Objects once again began flying around the room. Psychic Renee suddenly became aware of a disturbing sensation as she became aware of hundreds, if not thousands, of creatures swarming on her head and in her hair. Ugh. Like ants. Oh. A cushion hit Psychic Renee in the face. (laughs) And then the lights came on. Nice. There were no bugs in her hair, but the lounge room was a mess. The pictures were off the walls and the furniture upside down. Jesus. Psychic Renee noted that the children were both suffering from stomach ailments. 
Diane said it felt like feeling twisted up inside. He rearranged their guts. Psychic Renee <laughs> noted that the children would suffer these stomachs before and during the incidents. Right. <laughs> Just imagine, like, oh, my God, that's how you know the ghost is coming, the lights go out, and then you just hear... <laughs> oh, sorry, my tummy's a bit funny. <laughs> Psychic Renee suggested that Fred was drawing power from the children. Oh. Psychic Renee suggested that they attempt to contact Fred. Okay. This is clearly just going to go so well. Yeah. I feel I feel confident about it. Seems this. like he's been reaching out for a chat. Mm. Doesn't mm. it? Well, you know, he's keen to chat and sandwich. Yeah. Anyone that's anyone that's raised a small child would know that upturned furniture means mm. I'm ready to talk. <laughs> Psychic Renee and the Pritchard stood in the hallway and crawled out, called out to Fred to communicate with them. They got a response. Okay, that was quick. Their response was a sharp gust of wind that blew down the stairs and over their heads. Then seemingly almost every movable object from upstairs was thrown over the railing at the Pritchards. Oh, fuck, all right. Ornaments, bedspreads, <sighs> even... The mattresses. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Stop trying to fucking talk to the gun. Is my first. That's thought. a pretty solid. Leave me alone. That's a yeah. At the end of that though, the, like the the door slam and then Duran Duran music played really loudly. <laughs> well, she'll come down when she's ready to talk. Yeah. <laughs> One snowy winter evening, Joe Pritchard's sister. Maud! Maud! Waiting for there to be a Maud. Oh, there's got to be a Maud. I'm waiting for Gladys. Maud arrived at the family home. She did not believe in ghosts, poltergeists, or any of that malarkey. She felt that all the publicity was bringing ridicule and shame on the family. There was a perfectly logical explanation for everything. Yeah as Maud explained to Jean and Joe in their own home, in their own kitchen. And she was here to find the logical explanation. Hey, if she can find it. Then the room somehow became even colder. (laughs) Maybe it was blowing off Maud's attitude. I think so, yeah. The lights went out. The only light was coming from the kitchen fire. The fridge door flew open. The jug of milk <laughs> levitated out and slowly moved across the kitchen until it was above Maud's head and the milk poured onto Maud's head. I kind of respect that. Jean went to the fuse box and switched the lights back on. They tried Maud as best they could. And Maud complained that one of her gloves was now missing. Oh. They all decided to move into the lounge room. <laughs> I can tell you what that glove's being used for. <laughs> Lying on a mattress, staring at the wall. Flip book in hand, here's a glove. <laughs> I call this the stranger. The lights went out again, followed by a large bang. Jean turned the lights back on and all the furniture in the lounge room was upside down uh-huh. and the contents of the fridge was thrown around the room. The family decided to call it an early night. They're pretty fucking resilient. <laughs> They're <laughs> fucking British. Yeah. That's what they do, Jerry. <laughs> if Hitler couldn't do it. <laughs> Jean... Diane and Maud slept in... F- this is the... I don't understand why they did this. the weirdest arrangement. So, Jean, Diane and Maud slept in Philip's room. Philip slept in Diane's room and Joe slept in his own bed. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know. This makes no sense. I know. Jean had not long put her head in the on the pillow when the small reading lamp rose into the air. Oh, dear. And then moved across the room and floated out the door. (laughs) I was reading. (laughs) Then the three ladies noticed 
four small objects, like small light bulbs moving around the door. Okay. Two of the light bulbs moved to the top of the door and then two moved to the bottom. They looked like the light bulbs that were in the electrical, like the heater. You know, they blinked to make it look like it was a... Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like an open flame. It was then that their eyes grew wide as a hand reached over the top of the door and moved. Oh, fuck that. Then a second hand appeared on the side of the door about six inches above the floor. Ah, that's pretty fucking terrifying. But it was then that they realised that these hands were inside Maud's gloves. Ah! Can I respect this poltergeist? (laughs) You're getting a feel for it now? The way it just casually goes to the fridge. Yeah, fuck you, can. Tip. (laughs) I'm going to take your gloves now. Oh, my God. But I'm just like, what the hell? Wow. Because that's that's creepy. Like you're all just like, oh, it's it's whatever. But as soon as you see a hand, yeah, nope, no, nope. That's you'd you'd turn around to be like, can you see that? I would be. I would have already climbed out the bedroom window. Yeah, I would have been on that bus that was out the front. Yeah, and just fucking floor it. <laughs> Maud screamed. Yeah, you're evil. Get away. And then threw one of her shoes at the door. Nice. A hero appears. (laughs) The gloves vanished behind the door. Of course they did. You're not getting them back. (laughs) Fucking Maud stepping up. Then the gloves floated out and moved closer to the three women. One of the gloves moved as if it was beckoning for them to approach. Okay. Then the gloves balled into a fist and shook themselves at Maud. (laughs) Maud, however, was a member of the Salvation Army and she did not play this shit. And she broke into a hearty rendition of Onward Christian Soldiers. Just annoy it. (laughs) Just make it. Tam- just tambourines spontaneously <laughs> appeared. Dun, dun, dun. The gloves now moved as if they were conducting an orchestra. That's actually pretty funny. <laughs> Sarcastic ghost. <laughs> I know. Like, fucking put some spy on that. <laughs> fucking shade. Then the gloves simply vanished. Oh. Maud spoke her mind. You've got the devil in this house. No shit, Maud. (laughs) (laughs) Maud left in the morning without her gloves. Jean would later find the gloves and return them to Maud, but Maud refused to touch them. And when presented with them, picked them up with coal tongs, carried them into her backyard, doused them in paraffin and set them on fire. Wow. Maud, don't play that shit. One evening, the Pritchards were sitting in their lounge room when an egg oh, no. floated in through the doorway. Oh, God. It really is a case of what the fuck now. Yeah. Um, it's like they've got a foster kid. <laughs> no, seriously. It's, it's, he's just acting out, honestly. <laughs> Why don't you go back to your real parents? Oh, that's right. They don't care. Yeah. <laughs> So the egg floated in through the doorway, hovered in the middle of the room, and then fell to the floor. Of course it did. When it landed, it broke open, and the room was filled with a thick floral scent like a field of flowers. Make your mind up, ghost. Hmm. Then a second egg floated into the room. Okay. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, okay. Jean, sure, we'll look at your magic trip or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Jean ran into the kitchen and took all of the remaining eggs from the refrigerator and put them in a wooden box and then ran back into the lounge room and sat on the box. (laughs) (laughs) Then another egg appeared and another scent bomb filled the room when it broke. Then another egg appeared 
and then another. This repeated itself over and over. When it finally stopped, Jean got off the box and looked inside. And all the eggs were gone. (laughs) Ta-da! Like, they should take this shit to, like, Penn and Teller, like, confuses. Fool me once, whatever it's called, yeah. But at this stage, that's just just annoying. Yeah. Like... Dude. Waste food. Like, yeah, seriously. That, like those climate activists. I know what you're doing, but that's a perfectly good tin of soup. I could have eaten that. Yeah. Sometimes it seemed to feel that they were being pestered by a 12-year-old. Yeah. Jean would constantly find the tea and sugar containers poured out and mixed together. That's just fucked. All that away is a bit of a time saver. A little bit, but very sugary tea. Couple of teaspoons. Oh, well, I'm I'm happy with that actually. Actually, you probably pay a lot of money for that at a farmer's market. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm, special polter blend. Yeah, this is that chai chai fucking poltergeist latte. Oh my god, it was handcrafted by an ancient monk, <laughs> a pontefract. <laughs> Hand blended. <laughs> One night, after being kept awake all night by loud banging. Anyway, Governor. Hey. Jean walked out of her bedroom into the landing to find all the door handles were smeared with jam and then toilet paper draped over the handles. Fucking hell. Like, what is the point of that? It's just now you're just being a dick for the sake of being a dick. Like, what is that? It's not even ominous. It's just annoying. That's banned on its first tour bullshit. Yeah. Wasteful. Yeah. Just wasteful. Oh. As Jean walked down the stairs, she followed a trail of marmalade and mustard that was smeared along the walls. Poltergeist or Paddington? (laughs) Paddington goes wrong. (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, Vic Kelly, who was Jean's sister's husband, that's the couple who lived across the road. Yep, yep. He approached his Catholic priest, Father... Hudson. Hello, Father Hudson. (laughs) And asked him to perform an exorcism. Father Hudson said, Game over, man! (laughs) He said that he had to ask permission to perform an exorcism, but he saw no reason why Vic himself could not attempt the task himself. Wow. It's not often you call a mechanic and the mechanic's like, Honestly, you could do this. Yeah, just... (laughs) Imagine the Catholic Church saying, I don't need the money. Yeah. (laughs) What's this scam about then? (laughs) So Vic arrived at 30 East Drive armed with a bottle of holy water and the word of God. Cool. Vic drizzled holy water in each of the rooms He started with the kitchen and left the lounge room to last as this seemed to be Fred's preferred haunt. Vic practically emptied the whole bottle, then spoke his own rite of exorcism. Fair enough. For a moment, the house was silent. And then gentle streams of water started to run down the walls of the lounge room. It seems Fred did not appreciate the exorcism attempt. Oh dear. But just, I'm just, I would not be confident. Like, I'm, there's plenty of things I can do. Like, you know, the, the washing machine gets plugged up. I can get in there. I can clean out the doodad. I'm not sure I would feel qualified to perform my own exorcism. And it's an insult to Satan, really. You know, yeah. It's like, oh, I could have got them in, but instead I got this guy, yeah, Barry. Yeah, I just learned it on YouTube. Yeah, it was yeah. just some guy at my bus stop. Yeah. You know, this, this will break the warranty. Yeah. <laughs> that night after the homemade exorcism, it's like something you get in those like magazines or it's like for $50, you know. Here's my recipe for your homemade exorcism. Why buy it from the church? Make it at home. (laughs) Oh, my God. When you ask for an exorcism and mum says we have an exorcism at home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So after this, that night, Fred kept banging on the walls until 5 a.m. Oh, dear. 
Most of the furniture was overturned. Their bed covers were repeatedly snatched off their beds all night. And Diane, poor Diane, Diane didn't even do the exorcism. Diane was thrown out of bed several times. Oh, that's a bit fucked. Come on, ghosty. At what point are you just like, oh, fuck this? Like Six months ago? Oh, my God. Diane was so exhausted she was allowed to skip school and managed to grab a couple of hours sleep on the couch. Like, seriously, I would have put myself up for adoption. Yeah. Just be like, look, nah, sorry, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> After she awoke, Diane moved to the warmth of the kitchen fire and stood combing her hair. But then Diane began to feel that same knot in her stomach as if something was about to begin. Oh, God damn it! A drawer slowly started sliding open on a nearby table. A brass crucifix threw itself from the mantelpiece above the fire and hit Diane in the middle of her back. But there it froze, as if stuck to her body. Desperately, Diane started screaming for her mother to get it off her, but it would not budge. Diane stumbled into the hallway and she felt surrounded as if she were wrestling an unseen enemy. The tiny image of Jesus fell off the crucifix, but the crucifix remained. In the hallway, a second cross fell from the wall and then the crucifix that was stuck on Diane fell away. Diane now had a red crucifix mark across her back, which remained there for five days. Fucking hell. On Easter Sunday, Jean came downstairs in the morning to the perfumed scent of Fred. Uh-huh. See, fucking psychopath. You know, oh, oh, I'm so sorry after his fucking yeah. cover gin bruises. Just leave. He's never changing. Just leave. Uh, <coughs> so Easter Sunday, she came down. He was the perfume scent. To her horror, she discovered on all of the doors, inverted crosses had been painted in gold. That's a fucking step up. That, that, that's, that's not cool. That's one of those things where you're like, oh, level up, not happy. Yeah. And in the lounge room, three inverted crosses were painted on the walls. Nope. That's a big fucking note. Nope. <laughs> I, I would like put the painting back up on them while the real estate agent showed people through the property. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Understandably, alarmed Jean contacted the local vicar. I mean, this is what happens with the home handyman shit though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You try and fix it and you just make it worse. Just worse. So she contacted the vicar again and he said he would get back to her with more information. And they'd never got back to him <laughs> again. The vicar of dickhead. <laughs> the vicar of don't. <laughs> you know, the vicar of nope. <laughs> One visitor came to the house. After he left at the end of the evening, he walked out to his car and the windshield wipers in his car were on and operating. <laughs> even though the car was parked and the engine was not turned on. Oh. He said that when he turned back towards the house, the house itself was almost surrounded by a soft, glowing light. Uh, This was confirmed by other neighbours who also would occasionally see this glow around the house. But let's find the silver lining. Not everything about Fred's presence was bad. Okay. One positive note. So, Okay, you can weigh this up in your mind and you can tell me if you think this is worth it. Okay. Okay, pros and cons, pros and cons. Okay, yep. One positive note was their electricity bills. When Fred was actively terrorising the house, the family's electricity bill halved. (laughs) <laughs> what used to cost them 20 pounds a quarter for a start can you even imagine that's three months 
of electricity for twenty pounds or forty dollars. Yeah. Can you imagine? My last bill was seven hundred. Yeah. 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 Yeah, mine was 600 and I live alone with two cats. Yeah. And I switch everything off of the walls. I have nothing on standby. Yeah. <laughs> so what used to cost them 20 pounds a quarter was now only costing them 10 pounds a quarter. Pretty good. What do you think? Does that make you think, oh, maybe it's not so bad? In this economy, yeah. <laughs> Although, admittedly, by the sounds of it, they, it's half price because the ghost would literally just, just turn shit off. Just turn shit off all the time. That's why. Yeah. He's not doing anything weird to the meter. Uh, the next occurrence occurred early one morning as Jean was bent over in the kitchen. Hello, Pornhub. Attempting to clean the flue out of the fireplace. Okay. I'd like, yeah. <laughs> Trying to get the clothes out of the. Oh no! Stepson, here he comes from nowhere. Oh god! Nineteen. What? Keys fell onto Jean's head. (laughs) That were all the ghosts putting their keys in the bowl. (laughs) It turns out it was every key from the house, as well as one strange key that did not belong to the house. It was clearly much older. And they never identified just what it unlocked. You dig it up, there is something fucking buried on that fucking house oh, somewhere. Yeah. There is yep. something. There is like 20 kids and a nun and a donkey <laughs> in a fucking chest somewhere. <laughs> Fred was now tiring of hiding in the shadows. Oh, well, This is hiding, is it? <laughs> Holy fuck. One night, as Jean and Joe were laying in bed, when their bedroom door... ...opened. And there stood the figure of a very tall man with a hood over his head. Junkie. (laughs) But when they turned on the light, the figure vanished. It seems Fred was becoming more powerful as the banging grew louder and louder. And then a new variety of noises appeared. Level up, new oh, season, God, who dis? Yep. Budgets increased. Jean and Joe <laughs> woke one night. Tell me if this has ever happened to you. Okay. Jean and Joe one, woke one night thinking a cow and a flock of chickens had somehow broken into their bedroom. Not recently. (laughs) You are from the country. No, but not recently. But then again, when they turned on the light, nothing. Do you think it's worse to turn on a light to find nothing or it's worse to turn on the light and find a cow and a flock of chickens in your bedroom? (laughs) I think it's have them in there. Like, what the fuck? Like, upstairs as well. How do you get that cow downstairs? More of those university students. Oh. (laughs) But worse than this was... Now, the nights when all they could hear was loud breathing, as they described, like someone with a bad cold, breathing heavily outside their bedroom doors. You know, when you can hear it in their throat. Yeah. Flemmy. Yeah. No one went to investigate these noises. I'm with them. How are they still there? I know. I don't <clears throat> care how good a property is. I don't care how bad the housing market is. Yeah. Live in a tent. Yeah. Like, oh my God. One evening, Diane went into the kitchen to make a cup of coffee. This is the daughter. Okay. Whilst her mother and brother were in the lounge room. So it's a different time. It was the 60s. Yeah. You know. (laughs) The lights went out. And then the family heard Diane scream in terror. As it was dusk, there was enough light shown into the house that the family could see without a torch. The family followed the screams to see Diane being dragged up the stairs as if by the throat. Her blouse was pulled forward as if also being ripped. The family felt Fred was tugging at the front of her 
blouse with one hand while leading her by the throat up the stairs with the other. Bloody hell. The two of them, so uh, Jean, that's the mother, and Philip, they were the only ones home, they grabbed Diane's legs and tried to pull her back down the stairs. Without warning, Fred let go and all three went tumbling back down the stairs. Jesus. Diane was given a large brandy. I can imagine. Ah, uh, yeah, just assaulted. Um, that'll do it. Oh, give her a brandy. <laughs> oh. Frankly, it's more than you would have got from the cops in the 60s. Yeah, that's true. What were you wearing? <laughs> As the lights were switched back on, they could now see red fingerprint marks around Diane's throat. And they still live there. That, yeah, to me, that is literally... Get out time. Yeah. Like, what What? What? What more does he have to do? He's just grabbed your, like, 14-year-old daughter and dragged her by the throat while pulling at her blouse upstairs. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Punch that ghost in the dick yeah. and get your kids out of there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Woo. But they stayed there. Ah, fucking hell. Not long after this, Jean came downstairs another morning and found the whole carpet was soaking wet with what looked like huge footprints in the carpet. Oh. As if someone had walked over the wet carpet. Then Philip and Diane were in the lounge room. When Philip looked up and saw a dark figure standing on the other side of the frosted glass door. Nice. Philip opened the door as Diane watched on and saw the dark figure of a monk vanish into the floor. So they just said he vanished into the floor. So I'm not sure as if he just like, boom, like, <laughs> like Obi-Wan when he got yeah, hit. He just, boom, yeah, he goes down. Or if he did, the old ghost, like, I'll just take the stairs. <laughs> and then you fake walk down the stairs. I choose to believe he took the stairs. Yeah. Or well, the elevator if he's super cool. Yeah. <laughs> Obi-Wan. Meanwhile, one of Joe Pritchard's friends returned from a journey to Scotland and he told Joe that he had heard stories of people there hanging up garlic to repel evil spirits. Imagine if that's all it took. So with nothing left to lose, the family bought all the garlic they could find and hung it in every corner of the house. England in the 1960s is like two bulbs. (laughs) The house now reeked of garlic, but it seemed like a small price to pay as Fred now seem to have completely vanished. No way. Can you imagine? That's all they needed all this time was a fucking spice. <laughs> Just one fucking spice. One bit of fucking cinnamon would have kept it at bay. Oh, my God. I mean, I can imagine if it was like coriander. <laughs> the ghost is like, ugh. Yeah. Tastes like soap. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, garlic. You're fucking kidding me. Garlic did it. Garlic. Oh, my God. Maybe it was a coincidence. (laughs) It wasn't an Italian ghost, I'll tell you that. (laughs) About 10 years after Fred seemed to have vanished, Tom McCunniff, an eager historian, heard of the black monk of Pontefract and began investigating if the monk could have been related to the nearby priory. He claimed to have found in his research that a, I'm going to say, Klanaki, Klanaki, it's not a cloaca. It's a cliniac. C-L-U-N-I-A-C. Cliniac? I'm guessing, yeah. Cliniac or something. Cliniac. Monk. Okay, so... I a fucking at, monk. No, 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 no. These, the Cluni The reason I'm, I'm cl- like... Uh, because the Cluniac monks felt that monks were too, like, modern and progressive for the time. This was in the 1500s. Okay. They felt everybody, oh, my God, you're also with your horses and your carts and your, like, shoes. You're so, and your houses. You're so, like, you know, ooh, la-di-da and looking, you know, taking care of the poor. They felt that the monks and, like, the church and society needed to go back to basics. Okay. 
you're in the 1500s. You already are at the basic. Yeah. You're so basic, bitch. <laughs> but no, they, they wanted to go hardcore basic. Okay. I don't know where you can cut out the flim-flam in the 1500s. <laughs> Take off your shoes. That's about <laughs> Literally, it. Literally, there's nothing. Yeah, ah, pebbles. Ah, <laughs> ah, ah. And then literally just shit and sleep in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much all you can do. Yeah. <sighs> Garlic. So he was like, oh, too fancy for me. <laughs> so the Cluniac monk had in fact been trialed and hung for the rape and strangling murder of a 14-year-old local girl. Fuck. And was hung on the town gallows. I love that town gallows. Mm -hmm. That's great. It's the community. That's socialism. Yeah. Look at my taxes buying a gallows. Woohoo! Let the free market decide. (laughs) And then along comes Elon Musk. I will create a new kind of rope. It's just like the old rope. No, it's not. It's dumber. (laughs) It's called parody rope. (laughs) Oh, Lord. So, yeah, so he was hung on the town gallows, which now was the location known as 30 East Drive. Fuck's sake. Not long before the destruction of the Priory. So, pretty much... Oh, creepy rapey. Oh, well, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just knock the whole fucking thing down. But that was more um, Henry VIII just uh, getting rid of all religion that didn't let him just do as many chicks as possible. Yeah. Uh, Others have since claimed uh, that, you know, they can't find these records that identify this so-called monk. Yeah. So there's people arguing over whether that actually happened. Now, in 2012... Because you're like, ah, oh, how has no one made a movie about this? I'm guessing Lee Wanell and James Wan have. In 2012, a horror movie called When the Lights Went Out. That's not them. <laughs> <laughs> the movie, wait for it, is written and directed by Pat Holden. <gasps> yes, Psychic mm. Renee. Yes. Pat Holden, the nephew of the family, was a nephew of the family. So he wrote um, he wrote a script and then made a horror movie. Wow. Ooh. Although Pat Holden did state that he embellished the story to make it fit more into a horror movie template. Yeah. Um, now, he interviewed everybody again for like when he was doing the research and he actually took Diane back to... To the house. Oh, wow. Just re traumatize your auntie. Yeah. But she said, nah, fuck off. I'm not. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm not going in the house. I'm not going in the in the property. Don't get too excited, though. On Rotten Tomatoes, the film holds an average rating of 36%. Oh. Based on 11 reviews with a weighted uh, average rating of 4.7. But what Pat Holden did when the movie was going to be released, it turns out. 30 Years Drive was up for sale. Oh, really? Very, very cheap. (laughs) So he actually bought the house. Okay. And then ran a promotion so that the two winners, their grand prize was they would get to watch the worldwide premiere of the movie at 30 East Drive alone in the house. That's amazing. That's fucking great marketing. (laughs) That's so good. So he actually did it and these two guys went in, actually got to sit on the lounge room. Because basically the the house is like, it really, it's kept from the 60s. Yeah. Like it's it's still got all the creepy, like it's all the furniture. It's still pretty much the same. So they got to watch the movie about the Black Monk of Pontefract sitting on the couch. Wow. uh, Watching the movie. They were asked... um, because uh, when they went in, they asked if they believed in ghosts. One guy was like, yeah. The other guy said he was sceptical. Yep. They were asked if anything happened while they were in there. Unfortunately, or luckily, nothing happened. But Pat now still rents the house out to any 
ghost hunters or adventurers that want to visit the house. So it's like it's like a ghost B and B. Never before have I thought we need a fucking Patreon until now. <laughs> We so need to do an episode there. Oh, my God. You want to go and hang out with the black monk of Pontefract? Yeah. You know? I'll bring some of my hot sauce, which is full of garlic. <laughs> well, see, yeah, nothing will happen. Yeah. Nothing will happen. No, you need to leave your garlic at home. Just bring your good gloves yeah. and some eggs. Okay. You know? Um, I, I'm going to be honest. I am going to insist that we strap down all of the furniture that looks even slightly... Rapey and sexual. I'll be fine. <laughs> He's not coming for me. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You've got this big bear vibe. I reckon. <laughs> I reckon. Me and my small dick energy. Yeah. 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 I reckon. I reckon the big black monk would be like, "Oh, hello." He'd appreciate <laughs> another big hairy fellow. He might. Yeah. It gets lonely in the afterlife. I'm sure it does. Just nothing but a pair of gloves and some eggs to keep him company. <laughs> oh God. Oh. oh my god! So yeah, you can you can actually you can go to England and uh, yeah you can actually you can stay there for the night, do some like ghost hunting, um, you know, or just oh you know have a Halloween movie night. Yeah, that'd be great. Someone tag him. I want to go. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, yeah. Oh, we should have started a Patreon. Yeah. Well, maybe we can have a GoFundMe. Let's send these fuckers to England and hope they never come back. <laughs> I'm half English. I've never wanted to go to England before. Oh, but well, now... Wouldn't that be such a great location to record an episode? It would. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just us talking while, like, you know, like a whole cabinet just, like, gently rubs against us. Just like, ew. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe uh, we'll... Uh, I don't know. We'll start a we'll start a Patreon. We'll count our pennies, and we too can get our haunt on. That's not your fucking phrase from now on. <laughs> I'm haunty, 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 <laughs> so haunty. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, no. You know what? You can do that. I'm going to be down the I'm going to be down the pub looking for a Mothman because <laughs> real Mothman eat the carpet. And we're gonna get I'm haunty merch, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> we can get some gloves. Yes. Yes. There you go. Yeah. There we oh my god, merch ideas every week. Every I love single it. week. Mm. Uh, there's no knowing necrophilia. I'm oh. so tired. <laughs> I'm gonna press stop. 